Hello, welcome to our new channel called Get Ready News. My brother David Linstead and myself, Mark Linstead, have decided to start a channel where we look at events, both newsworthy and in the Bible, and talk about them in a context from a Jewish perspective and from a Christian perspective, and where we see those and how they fit in the Bible. I don't know how many of you watched the Super Bowl this year, but there was a, an, a, a commercial there called He Gets Us. And I'm going to let that play here in the background while we talk about it. I really think that this is portraying a different Jesus than that's in the Bible. What do you think? Absolutely. This uh, appears to be different people washing unknown people's feet. Nothing directly like what the Lord did. The Lord washed his disciples' feet. It wasn't just anybody off the street. It was a disciple of his. Well, what about those who say, but Judas was in there and, and Peter was in there. Peter denied Jesus. Well, that's a good, that's a good, good point, you know, that... Uh, why would Judas be in there? Well, I think Judas is like a tear, a tear among the wheat. He was somebody that was a professing Christian, but not a possessing Christian. So he's not openly living in sin. Exactly. He's trying to conform and he's trying to look like a Christian with all the evil that he was doing. Yeah. And then Peter, of course, well, he denies Christ three times. He washed his feet. Absolutely. But we ourselves don't live without sin. Just because we're saved doesn't mean that we're sin free. We have... Uh, the power of sin is not over us anymore. We have uh, freedom from sin. Well, remember, Peter says, well, if, if, if I can't have any peace, place with you without this, then wash my whole body. And what does Jesus say? Absolutely not. You're, you're, those who are already regenerated only need wash their feet. Right. This would speak of uh, coming to the Lord and confessing a sin that you had done. Uh, not that you needed to be resaved, but just to restore the fellowship between yourself and God. Yeah. Oftentimes we hear people say, well, Jesus hung out with sinners. And I think that's a little bit misrepresentative of Jesus. If we look in Matthew chapter 14, we see that we're talking about the death of John the Baptist. And, and here we see that the disciples take his body, they bury it, and they tell Jesus what happened. And Jesus does what? He retreats to, to Galilee, and he takes a ship across the sea, and it says that the crowds, or the hordes of people, followed behind on ground. So I don't think that Jesus spent time with sinners. I think spinner, sinners spent time with Jesus. I think there's a difference there. Absolutely. There's a, several times in the Bible, maybe two, where Jesus was proclaimed to go and visit with sinners and sat down with them, and they would just be uh, publicans and tax collectors and people like that. It's not like that he went into a brothel or into a bar. Uh, when we were talking earlier, there's a show out there, a series called The Chosen, and I find yeah. it interesting that they portray Jesus going into a bar and, and rescuing Mary Magdalene. And, and I don't yeah. think she was a prostitute or a, a barmaid. Uh, she didn't come from that type of a background. In fact, I think history suggests she may have been a well-to-do person, one of wealth. Exactly. As we visit... Uh... Israel, we do several tours to Israel, I've seen Magdala come out of the ground. Ooh. And there's a lot of evidence to say that she was actually a well-to-do businesswoman, probably in the fish business, believe it or not, the same type of fish that was used in the feeding of the 5,000. Interesting. The other thing I noticed is this video does show at the end, it says Jesus didn't hate. But I also see that Jesus was very very explicit to people that were committing sin and, and convicted them of that sin and told them they were doing wrong. Well, you don't try to stone people that are just loving you. Oh, absolutely. But you do try to stone people who are saying, stop doing your sins. You know, one of the things they bring up a lot is the uh, woman that was caught in adultery. Yes. And they brought her and said, you know, 
uh, Jesus, this lady was taken in adultery. And I find it interesting we didn't bring the man that was in there because it takes two to do that, right? Yeah. And they said, what should we do, you know? And this is the time where Jesus says, he without sin, throw the first stone. And But what was Jesus' answer to that woman? Mm. I commend you, I condemn you not, but go and sin no more. Sin no more. Don't live in your sins. Exactly. And interesting, one of my favorite topics to look at is that nobody seems to look at the song that was played. Mm. This song called Never Tear Us Apart. In fact, some of the words say that the two worlds collided. Well, what two worlds are we talking about here? I think we're talking about the saved world and the unsaved world. Mm. It says these two worlds collided (laughs) and they'll never tear us apart. Well, if you look at at 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9, it says right here that you are to be a, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. We're called to be sanctified as believers, meaning we're to be set apart. We're yeah, not absolutely. to be with this world and, and mashed together and equally unequally yoked. In fact, Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2, I beseech you, do not be conformed to this world. Exactly. You know, not that we don't love these people, and these people have real issues and things that God and Jesus can help them with, but we're not to indulge in their sin and, and make it an okay yeah, thing. Yeah. One of the last things we saw on the screen was, it says, he gets us. Mm. And then it used the word us to transform into Jesus. Mm. I'm a little curious about what that might be trying to infer Absolutely. That's uh, something, the first thing that comes to mind to that is most people that are not part of God or wanting to be part of God have nothing to do with God. Yeah. And to try to put everybody in the world into that slot is, is, is a misnomer. Well, and then could it be alluding that we are gods? Oh, we see that in all sorts of different cults. Wait, I saw religions. that in a, in a, at a, oh, I wish I had the video with me right now. There was a priest who was giving a sermon. And he says, I don't need these mythical writings. Mm. Yep, I saw that I video I don't need also. these mythical writings. I am yeah. the miracle. Exactly. And, uh, how blasphemous can you get? To, to think that you have the divine insight when yeah. the Bible says it's completed and there's no more words given. Yeah. I don't know if the He Gets Us movement is trying to be misleading or if they're just misled themselves. I don't, I don't know them well enough to, to discern that. But I definitely think that the ad at the Super Bowl and most of their ads depict a Jesus that's not in the Bible. Exactly. I, I do agree with the concept that just because somebody is doing something they shouldn't be doing, they're not an unloved person. Correct. And, yeah. and it would be, from my my personal belief is that I would witness to that person and try to breathe them to us salvation in Jesus Christ. Yeah. One of the things I also noticed was it seems to be preaching uh, um, what I would say maybe, oh, how do you, what, what's the best word for this? Trying to, to bring them together. Um, compromise. Co- compromise. Compromise. Yeah. But the interesting thing is all the compromise is going from what might be considered morally right from the police officer, from the for the priest, from the the suburban mother, to the people who are different or who are against morality, but never once did it show someone from the other side mm. washing the feet of somebody else. That's a good point. I didn't re- think about that. So what I still like, I say I don't know the heart of this movement. I don't know who they are. I just know that the Jesus that they're projecting in these commercials probably isn't the Jesus of the Bible, in my opinion. Yeah, and I look at it this way also, 
every sin has to be paid for. Yeah. And Jesus died on the cross and paid for every sin. So just because I'm not going to be held accountable for the sin that I do doesn't mean that that sin was not punished for, and Jesus took yeah, that amen. punishment. Amen. You know, if you've ever come to that point in your life where you've made that, I hope you have. If you haven't, it's a really simple thing. To be saved is, is one of the easiest things I think I've ever done in my life. Absolutely. It, it's, it's, it's as simple as believing that Jesus came to earth as a man. He lived a sinless life. That he went to the cross and he suffered the death of the cross for your sin and for my sin. And that he rose again the third day and is now seated at the right hand of the Father, waiting to call us in the rapture. Amen. And if you haven't done that, I beg that you do. If you have already, join us on this channel. We'll be covering more news articles. We'll be covering as many things as we can. And uh, we hope to see you soon.